normally you wouldn't consider this a praise, but I just got a notice of four recalls on my truck. Wow! <laughs> One of them was the light bar that goes all the way across the back. Uh, has developed on some of them microscopic cracks, which lets moisture get in and messes up your reverse lights, which is not a big deal. They've changed it, they're going to put a new one on. Another one was some kind of a computer up, software update that it needs to keep something from happening that's probably not going to happen anyway. But the one that, the other one that is a real praise is that when the Lightnings came out in 2022, the upper models, the Lariat and like mine, comes with heated steering wheel, which I have on my other truck and absolutely love. And now you don't use it much, but when it is a cold morning and you go out there and get in it and you've, you've hit the button and you start it up early, that's, that warm steering wheel is just like, ah, oh, this is... It's like a mother's hug. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, well, yeah, just your body language told me exactly yeah. what you were saying. The, uh, and the 2023 models came out. They have everything the others had plus some more, but they don't have a heated steering wheel. And I'm going, huh, you know, because I miss it. Well, guess guess what this recall's about? The reason it doesn't, the reason is it doesn't have a heated steering wheel is because that what they call the chips that are in short supply globally, the the yeah. super chip things. Right. Well, anyway, apparently they got them now, and they didn't have them, and that's why it, that's why it doesn't have a heated steering wheel is because they didn't have access to the chips when they manufactured it well they got them now and they're going to put the chip in and they're going to restore my heated steering wheel uh, yes that's all right so that's a that's a definite praise so cool the other praise is that lisa and i did a day trip went to brian yesterday in the electric truck didn't have enough range to get up there and back but I managed to get it charged on the way home and get home and that's praise we actually made it back home so <laughs> it's not for traveling that's they're cool and there was a lot of people getting char getting their vehicles charged and they're all finding out that these electric is not for long-range traveling I was wondering about that. <laughs> well, it's that way, but. I think you get like, what, 300 miles, basically? Like, about 300 miles, yeah. Which is, yeah. if you're trying to go anywhere, Waco, San Antonio, anything no. like that, you're not making it. You can get there. there. Yeah, you're just not getting back. You just can't get back. <laughs> well, they have all the charging stations in stores now, so. Well, all the charging stations aren't aren't enough to get you by. They're, you go east in Texas or north, there's nothing up there. There's nothing out there. You can't. You know, if you're going to charge it up, you have to, you, you go into an RV park and, I don't know, sleep in your tent, I guess, but you can plug it in to the RV plug on your little charger that comes with it and it'll charge it up overnight. We've done that one time. And then this other one was uh, uh, horrible, actually. It's, it's terrible. Uh, I pay 13 and a half cents a kilowatt hour to charge my truck at home. Uh, on the road, it's 50 cents. 
So to charge it for a little over a half an hour was 20, 25 bucks. But it got me home, so I was glad to have it. Well, let's not take a gas step. Well, yeah, that's true. But I've saved about, I've had it since January, and I've saved uh, on oil changes and gasoline not purchased with the miles I've driven. I've saved about 3000 So, you know, that's, that's nice. And it's really convenient not having to go to the gas station all the time. Yeah. yeah. Sherry, is that a phrase you have your hand up about? Yes. The first one is I went to my great grandson's birthday party yesterday. It's the first birthday party of his, and his mother was sober. Good morning. Good to see. We don't know who you are, but we're thrilled that you're here. Well, uh, another praise for us is, Lisa, Lisa's not here to share, but uh, her skirt surgery is scheduled for that same week you're moving. Just won't be able to make it, so. <laughs> That's, did he count that for a praise? I, I didn't know. <laughs> I have the best daughter-in-law in the world that is going to be coming over all this week. Yeah. Next week to help me pack. My, my days of helping people move are pretty well on hold. <laughs> Till I get my new body, and then I'll help you move. What? You're just going to say, come on up. That, that's how I'm going to help. I'm just going to go along with you. Yeah. All right. Cool. Clarissa, what's your so praise? God that we were able to get back uh, in time for home team. And uh, in plenty of time to go, like, we didn't hit any. On the way up there, we hit a wreck that was awful and we were pushed back and out we sat still for an hour because a huge like what do you call it bucket truck bucket truck like flipped over and went sideways on the highway oh wow, wow. and uh, yeah james got so frustrated just sitting there still that <laughs> i was like get me out he of just, here he just, he just hopped out of the driver's seat and started walking down the highway i was like <laughs> And so I just hopped over to the driver's seat, and he like let me know that we needed to exit. So it actually worked out. <laughs> it actually worked out. But he, we were on a bridge, and he's just walking up. Monitor was like at the end of the bridge, like, "Hey, can you help me?" I was like, "Oh, I was just trying to get by here." <laughs> so, oh and was, this is normal for James. So, <laughs> well, I, you know, it's actually normal for everybody. No. Yeah, it is. There's always there's always something there's always something that coming up that puts a kink in your plans. Yeah, no, that's normal. And and most of the time, it's Jesus. Yeah, but on the way home, it was smooth sailing, so we were able to get back here and no problem. Yeah.
It's called patience. Learn yeah. patience. <laughs> you hear, sonny boy? Patience. Patience. Hey, well, I, I will say patient. getting out and getting ahead worked quite well because I was able to just like, you want to get in the far right lane? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I exited. I got out before everybody else because I was like, all right, now I got to get over. <laughs> so it worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> And then I picked him up down the road. What did I tell you about picking a fish How many, how many times does the phone ring and you were late anyway? You're trying to get out the door and 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 you can't not take it and and then you're you know, then you're just late. Because uh, one time for sure for me and I was like, it was a new job, my first day on the job, and I was just scrapping the whole time. And by the time I finally got out and, and got on the road because I couldn't find my keys. My kids had lost my keys. Oh yeah, there's that one. I forgot yeah, about that one. Yeah. And um, there was a wreck. Yeah. There was a bad wreck. Yeah. And I was like, And you weren't in it. That's right. Yeah. When you're God's child, you learn to go with the flow a little bit. Yeah. Better than you did when you Oops. lost. I'm, I'm still I'm still trying to learn to recognize the Lord's hand in those things and yeah. not gripe so much. Yeah. Yeah. Because who am I griping to? Who's listening? There's only one listening. <laughs> and it's the Lord. And I, I don't want to be, you know, no. and he's and he's sitting there like rolling, you know, you can just see the Lord sitting there rolling his eyes, you know, because there you are. You still haven't learned and, you know. You trust me or don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Bob? Uh, yeah, I had, you know, I went to uh, men's uh, prayer meeting uh, yesterday, and uh, on, on the way back home, I thought, I'm hungry, so I stopped off at a uh, little restaurant, and there was a woman out in the parking lot, and when I got out, she said, can you give me a boost? And she just looked so forlorn. And I said, I don't have my cables in the car, but I'll go home, I'll get them. And then, so I did. I went in, made a quick order, put my breakfast on the seat, got home, got the cables, come back. My cables didn't work. Oh, no. Who knew? Anyway, this other gentleman, he was coming out, and I said, excuse me, do you have a, a, a booster or, or something? I said, she needs it. Yeah, so he pulls out this little pack thing, and it popped it in, whoop, kicked it over, and that was it. So, you know, what are you uh, with, with sound effects. Anyway, so, uh, she was like, I need to get a new battery, and I'm like, oh, so I said, I'll follow you. Now I'm going out of town. I got to go up here to to Walmart, and they know her by her first name because you know. So, oh, this is not the whatever car, and then, no, we got rid of that. I'm like, okay. Now we're having a conversation. I said, I'm going on to the side. I'm gonna get some air in my tire because I got a thing on my panel saying it's flat. So or leaking. So I did that. And then I come back over on her side. She said, where's your car? I said, I parked it over there. I said, you don't need me for anything? No, good. I asked her if she went to church. She did. And we had a very short conversation on that. Thank you very much. And I mean, mm -hmm. had to go get, you know, like my tires rotate. Y'all need to 
pay attention to the sound effects. You could be doing that too, but you know. <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. But I make sure you do it once. I do. Anyway, so I, I got some got some rotation, told them to check for a flat. It, it's, I think it's just weather, you know, uh, when it goes from hot to cold, then, yeah. then the air in the tire is kind of, you know, weak in the seal. Yeah. Okay, that's a wah wah wah. So anyway. Uh, so other than that, I just got to meet some soul and, and put a smile on her face and everything. All right, cool. Good Samaritan. Carrie, what's your praise? Well, I thought I had a good first week of uh, October, being that I did as much work in my first week of October as I did in my first whole, the whole month of September. But my second week of October, I did my first week. Wow. And I even did twice as much my second week as I did my first week. Calculate I've done three and a half times as much work in my first half of October than I did all of September. And in fact, Thursday and Friday, I did more work than I did all of September. So next year, you're just going to take September off and have a good time. <laughs> all right. Who else? Christine. So last week, we got the much-needed rain, which was amazing, but it pushed Josh's work week back. Yeah. Kids were out for fall break this whole week. So we had all these plans to do stuff, and then we couldn't because there was work. So... I ended up penciling in a Thursday that we went to um, Armand Bayou, took the kids walking. We walked like, I don't know, like probably six miles or something. Had fun. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, but it was still nice. And then yesterday I was like, okay, it's Saturday. We need to go do something. I don't want to sit at the house all day. What are we going to do? And the kids have been asking you to go to Brazos Penn State Park. It's yeah. an alligator park. Uh, so I was like, do y'all want to go? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, we just walked a whole bunch the other day. Are y'all sure y'all want to go? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. So we trekked that little hour drive down there. We ended up, I was I was the only one that was still ready to walk. Okay, we walked over eight miles yesterday. And I was like, I still want to go around the rest of the park. And the kids were like, can we go home? My feet hurt. I love that but, place. Yeah, but it was like, we, it was great because it wasn't too hot. It wasn't yeah. too cold. Yeah, we got to see the eclipse with all these trees around us. Oh, so yeah. it was like, it was so cool because everybody's out there with their little glasses and everything else. And we're like, look, kids, you see what God's doing? You don't even need glasses for that. So yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> look at the ground, look at the leaves. And like... It was so cool because we didn't go with those intentions, but yeah. it was like the whole time we were there, God was showing off everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was, yeah, I have felt really the presence cool. of the Lord in that place yeah. so many times. Yeah. It was very, very nice. It was much needed. I've actually felt the presence of the devil in that place. Really? Did you get yeah. close to a gator? Yeah. You know, you walk, <laughs> you walk out, you, you got with little kids, you walk up to the edge of the water, and the heads that are out in the water are going, Yep. <laughs> They're moving in on you. Moving in. And I know they eat in the morning. <laughs> but uh, I think. I've never seen a move out there. I, oh. You, oh, they were moving yesterday. You are. We saw one walk right across the pathway oh, right in front of us. <laughs> uh, you want to see a move? Take Daisy out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take Daisy out there on a leash and walk up. Just walk up to the edge of the water. Daisy's her little dog, about that big. Just walk up to the edge of the water, and you're going to see them move. Oh yeah. They're going to move. They're just going to close right in, just in case. 
Just in case Daisy wants to go to the swim, they want to be there to help her. <laughs> we lived in Florida. There was this one road that we'd go down, and you know, you have to stop and wait for the dogs or cats or ducks to cross. We had to wait for the alligators to cross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other praises? We got a Bible lesson to get to. Mary. Um, I have a shed in my backyard, and I realized it was leaking, and the rain fell the other day. And I had my three boys came over, ripped that thing off, fixed it up completely. I said, thank you, Jesus. I didn't have to, I had nobody to pay them a thousand dollars to do it or whatever. So that's a big praise right there. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well. Oh, and I thank God for the weather yesterday. It was beautiful. Mm. Ten-day forecast is showing about every day just the same as yesterday for the next, yeah, next week. Time to, go nice, week. Time to do something outside. I don't know what, but yeah. something. I don't know what's going on with me, but I finished my year through the Bible a few weeks ago, and I'm already in Revelation coming through the New Testament the second time. I've been listening to it this year. And I uh, must have it speeded up or something because I'm getting through it really fast. <laughs> I like that part. Yeah. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So if you want to take that literal, and you can, listening to the Bible instead of just reading it or reading it, reading along as you're listening is uh, kind of an extra cool way to do it. So then it, it all counts. We are in John chapter 4, and we are talking about Jesus' experience in Samaria. I actually took today's Sunday school lesson and spent some time on it on Wednesday, our Bible, Wednesday Bible study, because there's just a whole lot about it that I want us to learn. And we're going to talk about it and discuss it again today, the second half of John chapter 4. John chapter 4 could be like three separate chapters. Uh, the subject matter in John chapter 4 is starts off with Jesus and who? Come on, tell me, talk to me. Who's the main character beside Jesus in John chapter 4, first, the first section? Disciples. What? Disciples. No. no. Well, she, she became one. Yeah, the lady at the well. The woman at the well. Disreputable woman at the well. The one with the poor reputation among all the guys in the city of Sychar, where she was from. She goes to the well at noon to get water. Why does she go at noon? She's an outcast. She's an outcast. Yeah. She's not going to show up where everybody else is and have and be taunted and hear all the whispers and all the garbage that's going on. And so Jesus is there at the well at noon, knowing full well that <coughs> this woman is going to show up. She shows up with her water pot to draw water. And Jesus asks her for a drink. Jewish men don't initiate conversations with Samaritan women. Jewish men don't initiate conversations with Samaritan men either because they're Samaritans. They're half-breed. They're basically uh, on a level lower 
socially than a Gentile, even. So uh, he asks her for a drink, and she says, how is it that thou being a Jew asks a drink of me, which am a woman of, of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. She knew the system. And she knew that this was, uh, this was not a normal reaction from this Jewish man there. By the way, there's a lot of opinion about circulating through an ignorant world, may I point that out, about whether Jesus was black or whether he was white or whether he was this or whether he was that. Jesus was a Jew. Jews are typically recognizable because of their olive skin and their facial features and uh, for their presence in most of the movies of the Clint Eastwood's in, like that one. <laughs> Bob is our number one sound effect man, so there, that explains it. Uh, so she knew exactly who he was and what he was at sight, upon sight. There was no issue. He is physically born a Jew. He did not get his genetics from his Jewish father because he didn't have one. His genetics, humanly speaking, came from Mary, mom. Uh, does that mean he was more feminine? No, it means that he, his father is God the Father. Uh, so his physical features, and, and by the way, there is a lot of garbage going on right now on, on the news, YouTube, whatever you watch, or social stuff, whatever, about uh, there was a big article about this girl that painted this picture, of, drew this picture of Jesus, and it's like a, a viral thing going all over the country uh, because uh, let me assure you that that girl does not know what Jesus looks like. And if God wanted you to know what Jesus looked like, he would have preserved an image of him, which he did not. We have preserved images. We have busts and statues of all kinds of people who were contemporary at the time, at the same time lived at the same time Jesus was here. There's a reason that God didn't save us images of Jesus. And it's the reason is in this chapter, by the way. There's so many things in this chapter that are of value to us. The reason is in verse number 23. Uh, this woman says, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Why, why did she think Jesus was a prophet? Because he knew all that about her. Yeah, he told her about her whole life. Yeah, he told her, yeah. She said, he said, go bring your husband, she said. She said, uh, I have no husband. He said, thou hast well said I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, in that saidst thou truly. Can you imagine this woman, uh, you know, the, you talk about a jaw dropper. Yeah. 
you know. You think he talked to her like that because of the way she talked to him? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I, she was just she's like, very direct. She was like, why are you asking me? You're, you're, and then he's like, oh, I got one up on you. I know this about you. <laughs> I don't know. Well, all I have to say is that everything that Jesus knew about this woman, he also knows about you. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, sure. Oh, for sure. So don't be talking back to Jesus. Know your place. The woman, she wasn't through. She, she was still in the game. She said, uh, I perceive that thou art, you know, can't you just see the arms full? I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, but you, you Jews, you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Change the subjects. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's so much you can tell about her. This is not her first rodeo. She's had these conversations before, only not with Jesus. And he said, "Woman, believe me, the hour cometh." when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship you know not what. Oh, that stung. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. And it's true. And then verse 23 tells, you, tells us why we have no images preserved of Jesus. Jesus said, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Do you consider yourself a true worshiper? Yes. Well, you better be right about that. Can you think of things that would prevent you from being a true worshiper? Idols, definitely. The most evident, based on this context of Scripture, is images. The Bible is the best-selling book in the world, and always has been since we've had an English-speaking Bible and books are being sold. Uh, what would be the most prevalent artwork, do you think, in the world? People's pictures of what Jesus looked like. Pictures of Jesus. Now, I don't know that that's provable, but I don't think there's any place I've ever been that I haven't found somebody's walls hanging with pictures of Jesus. And it's supposed because we know what the pictures are that are supposedly of Jesus. What are the most well-known scriptures of the Bible? Ten Commandments. Anybody know what the second commandment is? Thou shalt not worship any other gods. Actually, it's actually not. Huh? Oh, then i got to go back and read it. It's Exodus 20, if you want to go there. That was off the top of my head, by the way. Yeah, without sound effects, I noticed. Exodus 20. And God spake all these words, saying, 
I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. There's number one. The second one is, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or, what's a graven image? Sculpture. It's a sculpture. Yeah, it's a carved image, graven image. Or any likeness. What's a likeness? That would be like an etching, and you can do that. In it's a picture. Sure. It's a, it's a drawing. It's a likeness. Thou shalt don't make any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above. Where's Jesus? Above. Above. He's also in here. He's everywhere. He is. Can you draw me a picture of the Jesus that's in your heart? I guess you can't really draw your spirit. Because he's a spirit. God is a spirit. What's the first thing that you could tell me about a spirit? Invisible. Can't see a spirit. Making pictures. Well, if I had my house the walls of my house covered with pictures and images of Jesus and little statues of angels and Mary and and somebody came into my house and said, why, why do you have all this stuff in your house? Don't you know what the second commandment says? And I said, well, I didn't make them. <laughs> I don't want to be there right now. <laughs> But 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 technically, I didn't. I didn't make any of them. I just bought them and hung them up. So you're telling me that you're not seeing a distinction by the fact that I didn't make them just because I I have them, but I didn't make them. Is that like this? That don't that doesn't lift, leave me clear. The nativity scene. I realize that that we're looking at at a context here. And do you have friends or relatives that are in heaven? Mm. Yes. Do you have pictures of them? Yeah. yeah. When they were here on the earth. Yeah. When they were here on earth. So technically, you've got images of things in heaven. Technically. Yeah. But they're not the same as. They're not. It's out. It's It's an entirely different context. <laughs> the, what's the context in the second commandment? Things that are in heaven. Spiritual beings yeah. is what the context of the second commandment is. Heaven or hell. Or hell. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So an image I forgot. Hell. Halloween's coming up. So huh. An image of Jesus when you walked here on earth. I mean, we weren't there to see him, so we don't know what he looked like. Right. So. Well, that's that, that's the point. I'm but, I'm trying to point out there's a reason that God did not leave us yeah. an image of Jesus. What would if He had? What would happen to it? Yeah, people would worship the image. People would be worshiping the image. Yeah. My first pastor that led me to Jesus, his name is Lewis Turk. He was born and raised Catholic, and he told me about the time. He had gotten saved, and he had uh, he had visited 
with his mother and they went to the Catholic Church. And he told me, he said, I walked in and I saw my mother bowed down before the statue worshiping. Mm -hmm. And I knew immediately this is wrong. And he was the one who taught me about what the second commandment says and what John chapter 4 verse 23 and 24 is about. Worshiping images. And he caused more trouble with it probably than I have. Although I'm working on my reputation with that. And uh, he had a standing offer. He said if if your pictures, if your religious pictures have sentimental value and you don't think that you can get rid of them, I'll come help you with that. <laughs> Which I don't know if he, he did, but uh, that was his offer. Except for the fall festival with <laughs> truth and treats. People, but you have like a reward for the best biblical costume, but we really shouldn't uh, have No. No, the the you you brought it, the reason I started talking about this was because you brought up the nativity scene. Yeah. Uh, the nativity scene is uh, and and I don't like part of the nativity scene. I'm good with Joseph and I'm good with Mary, not in the context. I'm good with the the mule, the donkey, and the sheep and the. Hay and all, I don't have any problem with any of that. But I don't really like the baby Jesus part. Yeah. Because I know where Jesus is and I know who he is, and he is in the context of what the Second Commandment is talking about. Uh, and I can't win, I'll tell you. I can no more win this battle than I can win against Santa Claus. But I'll but fight, I still will. Well, if you can come invisible, you might be able to do that. I don't know how that's going to work out, but uh, that's part of it. And our, and our class is getting away. I wanted to talk about, uh, of course, we're reviewing this and learning. Every time we review it, we learn some new cool stuff. Uh, the personality of this woman at the well was spicy. That is the word. She was. She was definitely spicy. Uh, but she, uh, whenever he told her about worshiping God in spirit and in truth, and it's not, it's not about where, it's about who and how, she immediately answered, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he has come, he will tell us all things. Now that's something that the Samaritans all knew. And uh, then Jesus does something totally remarkable to me. He gives her a straight answer. He never gave anybody a straight answer. She was a straight shooter. Uh, I that speak unto thee am he. I am. That's exactly the name. And I'm sure in Hebrew it sounded awesome. <laughs> Well, he said it, but uh, and then verse twenty-seven is 
where the principles of harvest begin in this particular chapter. Harvest principles. I, I have been operating on what little I know about harvest principles my whole ministry. I know some things about harvest ministry and Jesus uses the harvest to teach the disciples what their job is. He tells them, he says, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Uh, and then he tells them, and, and you, got, you have to connect these two verses because this is one continuous thought. He says, say ye not, there yet four months, this is verse 35, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto eternal life, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Is he talking about grain? What's he talking about? He's talking about souls. He's talking about people that need to get saved. Anyone that thinks women can't be in ministry hasn't read this chapter. Huh? Anyone that thinks women can't be in ministry haven't read this chapter. Because... She went and told the city, and the city came. Like, yeah. He used her. You know? God can use all of us in mighty ways. Even a woman with Even a color with a less than checkered past. Yeah. Yeah. Even a woman with her attitude. <laughs> Even a spicy woman? <laughs> wow. Okay, you're sure about that? You're not just reading this into this because you are one, no. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. The thing about women in ministry, the command is that we are not to set women up in office in the church with authority over men. That's it. Beyond that, it's wide open, ladies. You can teach people about Jesus. Uh, the uh, and uh, and if you if you are working hard to bring Christ to someone, and you're doing it in spirit and in truth, mm. I'm going to be your biggest fan. You're not going to get any argument from me. Now, if you start taking, trying to take over my class up here, <laughs> then we'll have. I may have to arm wrestle you for it or something. But we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, there there are principles in play. What am I? Did it, did you did it quit? You dropped it. Goes out and off. Just change your piano, say so. The principles of harvest are absolutely essential to understand if you're going to win souls. Whose job is it to reach the lost? Church. Whose job? That's church. That's it. Yeah. He gave the power to church. The church. church. That's who. That's who he gave the command to. Yeah. And the promise that goes with there's a promise. Right. Mm -hmm. Go make disciples. Go teach them. What's the first thing? If you're going to make somebody into a disciple, what's the first thing that has to be taught to them? Think about it. 
The, is this after they're saved? Yeah. After they're yeah. Saved. How are you going to be a disciple? A disciple is a student. It's you know, it's yeah. it's a learner. But until you're saved, you're just another lost person trying right. to be religious. Mm. You're not going to make any real disciples until mm. somebody really genuinely knows the Lord. Right. Uh, so go ye therefore and teach all nations means teach them how to be saved. Right. What's the next thing the command says? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, <coughs> baptizing <coughs> them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. What's that do? <coughs> Makes them a member of the body. Makes them a member of the body, church. the church. Being saved doesn't make you a member of the church. Right. Being, being saved and then baptized makes you a member of that church. That's how God sets people in the body. There's a, there are a couple of other circumstances that work or that get it done, but that's God's way. That's that's primary. And then he said, teach them all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. The command that he gave them could not be carried out with them. Why? Could not be carried out with who? With the ones he was talking to. Who was he talking to when he said that? Oh. <laughs> the disciples. Plus one. The disciples. The disciples. That's who he was talking to. And who were they? They were the first yeah. church. Puzzle. They were the elders in the only church in existence at that right. time. They yeah. were the elders. Yeah. And if you want to give a command to a church, who are you going to talk to? Yeah. You're going to talk to the elders. That's exactly who Jesus did. And he said that he was going to be with them as they taught all the things he commanded them all the way to the end of the world. And the reason that that could not happen with the ones he was talking to is because they don't last that long. They were men and women. Actually, they were men, but the church was men and women, like you and me. But the church perpetuated. Yeah, keep going, growing. Were there daughters that came from that first church? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Were there daughters that came from the daughters of yes. those churches that came from that church? Are we on that list? Yep. We're way down that list, but yep. we're on that list. Yep. Is any church re a real church that's not on that list? No. 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 We're not picky and don't like the, the Lutherans and the Pentecostals and the Methodists and the Catholics and the, the this and this and it just goes on and on. We have a heritage, a literal <coughs> Heritage, going back to the very first church. That's why Baptists are not Protestant. Never been in a Catholic church to come out of the Catholic church. Baptists are just that. They're Baptists. Millions of Baptists died to preserve this. Literally. Way more than died under any sort of circumstances in the history of the world. That's why 
That's why I'll never take Baptist off our name. Our heritage is paid for in blood. It's who we are. And the principle is also sitting right there in front of us. Why would we not let people know who we really are? Mm. We're just the church of sunlight and smiles. I'm surprised somebody didn't have that name up on their sign. That doesn't tell you anything. You could, you could be, it could be anything. You could go in there and, and they'd be preaching, standing on your head to get saved. Huh. It's, why not be honest about who we are and what we believe? I've already got off another subject and I've run out of time, so I'll quit right there. But I want to talk about the harvest and how to do it right at the church. We're going to talk about that next week. And we're also looking about the possibility of expanding that vision here at Lighthouse. And we'll see how it goes. But I'm going to pull you in first and let you see what we're thinking and where this is headed.